On this episode of the Renewed Mindsets podcast, it's a world where spirituality meets swagger. The dutiful mouthpiece steps up as the ultimate hype person for the divine. Armed with words that groove and a voice that's downright celestial, this cool conduit transforms God's message into a party for the soul. It's like turning sacred scripture into a playlist that'll make you want to dance and contemplate life all at once. So buckle up for a cosmic conversation because this mouthpiece is here to drop some wisdom with a side of laid back vibes. Let's go, boys. Hey, welcome to the Renewed Mindsets podcast. I'm Rick, and I am so glad you're here. On today's show, I'm going to tell you why you don't need to hush-hush, why you don't need to keep it down now, because we want your voice to carry, at least until Tuesday. And now, with a five-year-old movie review, it's Rick with Renewed Mindset's Five-Year-Old Movie Reviews. Have y'all seen the movie A Quiet Place? It came out a few years ago. I was going to play a clip, but the hour and a half movie only has 25 lines of dialogue in it. So all I could find was clips of silence with some background music. It didn't make much sense. Well, the end of the movie has a very memorable scene. It's very sad. Spoiler alert. You know what? No. This movie came out a few years ago. If you haven't seen it, you don't deserve a spoiler alert. But if you haven't seen it, the movie takes place in a fictional world that's invaded by monsters that eat everything, including humans. The catch is they have no eyes. They hunt by sound. For the people in the movie, silence means safety. Now, the ending is just so sad. Jim Halpert sacrifices his life to save his children. <laughs> yes, five bucks each, and it was totally worth it. <laughs> Poor Pam. He screams to draw the monsters away from his kids. He uses his voice at the ultimate cost to himself. The monster's attention is on him now, and his children flee to safety as their dad dies. It's a very emotional scene that demonstrates the power of voice. We have a voice. When we speak, people listen. When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. Does anybody remember that one? We've been given instruments of influence. Some of us have more influence than others, but we can all leverage our circle of influence for God's kingdom. We use our voices in a lot of different ways. We use them to share the gospel, for sure. We use them to help people understand the issues we're passionate about. With our voices, we can champion causes. We comfort the suffering. We encourage respond, embolden, we warn, we inspire, and teach. We point people to Christ. 
We can use our voices intentionally with wisdom, not just to add to the noise. And then not only do we want to add value to the conversation, we want to start new conversations. We want people to know and worship the Almighty God. Now, all conversation surrounding voice has to begin by acknowledging that our voice is a gift from God. His equipping us with our voices has everything to do with His will and purpose and nothing to do with who we are or what we've done. Whatever measure of influence we have is because of Him, not because of us. Our enemy is happy to convince us of our own awesomeness, and we're all too ready to believe him. We are glory stealers by nature. We have to fight to remember Paul's words in the church in Corinth. What do you have that you did not receive? That's from 1 Corinthians 4 and 7. God gives us our voice. This leaves no room for boasting. And he gives us this gift for a reason. Our voices are unique, and we all have a distinctive voice, some more than others. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can resist. I'll be back. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Okay. Do you want to play rough? Okay. Say hello to my little friend. So... Meg, did you enjoy the party? Re-verify or arrange the target. One thing only. There must be a con like me in every prison in America. I'm the guy who can get it for you. You know, I was such a good girl. I was always such a good girl, but uh, often I would get into trouble for laughing. No, I am your father. Alas, your Mr. Takagi did not see it that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Expelliarmus! The evil of the thriller. If you caught all of those, send me a message and let me know. Write them all down. You'll win a prize. God is creative in how he wants to use them to advance his kingdom. Our job is stewardship. We walk through the doors he opens for us. We communicate the message he gives us for each opportunity. We speak up. We are responsible for using this gift. Remember the parable of the talents? It comes from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. Our English word talent means a special ability. And it comes from this parable. The master gave his three servants talents, which he expected them to use. Two servants invested their talents to gain more, and the master was pleased. The third servant, out of fear or laziness, refused to do anything with his talent. He actually buried it to keep it safe, and he suffered the displeasure of his master. The master took his talent away and gave it to the two servants who were using their talents. Your voice is a gift given to you by God. Are you using it for God?
Now, there have been times in my life when I was super active and on fire for God and using my gifts and my talents. And then there, there were other times where I was hiding and not and not serving God and letting my talents go to waste. And I thought about it one day, and I thought looking at it from God's perspective, he would say, how do you think I feel when I give you a gift and you're not using it? You're letting it go to waste. I paid the ultimate sacrifice with the life of my son so that you could have it. It made me feel sad. I could feel God's sad heart at the waste of gifting my voice and my lack of interest in using that gift. It's a reflection of how much value we put on his sacrificial giving and how much we value his gifts. He said that if we don't gather with him, we are wasting. There's no middle ground. Either you are intentionally going after the gifts and using them, or you're working against God's kingdom by wasting his investments in you. And they're needed for his purposes. Now, he can use those gifts with somebody else, or he can use them with you. All you have to do is do nothing, and you're working against God's kingdom by wasting your talents. The word for pursue and pursue spiritual gifts in the Greek means to boil over like a kettle. God left us an image regarding how he wants us to feel about the gifts that he gave us. The only way that we will make the gifts a priority to us versus the natural world is to understand that the spiritual has priority over the natural. We are a spirit in a body, not a body with a spirit. Therefore, we have to intentionally choose to make time for what matters most and allow ourselves to be less distracted with the smaller things in life. We have responsibilities, yes. But if they are crowding the spiritual things out, then something's wrong. We need to ask God to reorder our priorities to be willing to follow through with it. And it might take some radical action. You might have to do something that you wouldn't think you would normally do. But Jesus, God's innocent son, died so that you would take that action. We are promised eternal rewards and eternal life with God. Ask God for fresh revelation of eternity and give your life within the frame and the priorities that, that he demands. God won't force you to do it, but he'll call you to account. You won't regret it in eternity, I guarantee you that. He promises great rewards for the faithful. We just need to remember that life is like a vapor that passes quickly. The, and the devil tries to deceive us into living relaxed lives like we would live forever. We're just wasting time. Time is life. And the devil's always nudging us to postpone making serious changes. But don't be fooled. Abundant life is available now. A life of meaning and purpose, of fruitfulness and satisfaction, 
the rewards that you're going to have for eternity are available for eternity based on what you do now with the few days that you have. Use your voice. I used to have a sign hanging in my office that said, what I do today affects eternity. It was there to kind of jolt me out of complacency and ease when I got too comfortable, to kind of poke at my conscience when I needed it. I need to put that sign back up. Every day of your life, you can either gather with Jesus or waste your time against him. You can either collect eternal rewards with fruitfulness and satisfaction now, or live a life of mediocrity and waste your life day by day living a mediocre life. You've got to make the choice. God has given us the gift of voice, and we have to use this gift to build up the church. Ephesians 4.12 Your voice, while helpful to many, is specific to you. He gives you credibility to speak into issues based on what he's taught you and what he's exposed you to. He shows us things for a purpose. Are you being a good steward of what he's shown you? You know, the first time I realized how many Christians don't have a basic understanding of what it means to be a Christian, I realized that I couldn't just move on with my life. It really bothered me. That awareness is now a part of me. Now, as I tried to figure out how to get that information out to those that need it, God, in his grace, opened the eyes of my heart and gave me a vision. A vision of a podcast that I can use to teach people. To teach them what I believe about the things they can't successfully live without. What has God exposed you to? What do you know? Maybe it's grief or trials or parenting. Maybe marriage, singleness, adoption, pastoring. Maybe you have super biblical insight, or it's hospitality. God has given you knowledge of and experience in things that will benefit the church. Use your voice to build others up. Encourage people, inform them, teach and inspire based on what you know. We know God transforms rebels into adopted sons and daughters. Martin Luther said, we are all mere beggars telling other beggars where to find bread. I love that. With your voice, show others where to find the bread. Use your voice to tell the world about your father. Now, as good as this is, if we only use our gifts to help others, we fall short of God's ultimate purpose for our lives. You've heard people ask, Why are we here? What is my purpose in life? We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, I just want to tell you about an incredible podcast that has truly impacted my life. It's Christ Alone Podcast. It's not your average show. It goes above and beyond to combat false doctrines that twist the true message of God and the amazing character of Christ. 
It's hosted by two friends of mine, Stevens and Angie, and each week they equip you and empower you and encourage you for a world that seems to be moving further away from God every single day. You can find their episodes and all their resources at ChristAlonePodcast.com. And they're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so it's real convenient to hear them wherever you are. Join me and countless others that join in every week to listen to Christ Alone Podcast. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Dive deep into truth and let the transformative power of Christ lead you towards a brighter future with Christ Alone Podcast. I've got one! I've got a special purpose! I slit the sheet, the sheet I slit, and on the slitted sheet I sit. There! I've never been that relaxed enough around anyone to say that. So I have a question. What are we here for? What is our purpose and duty in life? The answer to that is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 7 says, God created us to bring Him glory. We need to be eternally focused. Jonathan Edwards was a preacher and a theologian from the early 1700s. He said, stamp eternity on my eyeballs. Just think about that. Stamp eternity on my eyeballs. That visual, no pun intended. We use our voices with eternity in mind. When he gives his children gifts, like the gift of a voice, we are supposed to respond in gratitude by using our voices to tell of his greatness. We exalt Christ to anybody who will listen. We exist for God's glory. Our voices should too. Bring God glory by adding to his kingdom. Tell others how he can rescue them from a life of rebellion against him. Job chapter 13 verse 15 says, Use your voice to praise him even when he slays you. 2 Corinthians 12.9 Glorify him by boasting in your weakness. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Use your voice to bless the name of the Lord. Bless him with the stories you tell. Bless him by teaching others his word. Bless him by boasting of his goodness and grace towards you. Glorify him by confessing your sins. Bless his name as you share about your trials and grief. Use your voice to comfort the suffering. Pick up for those who can't speak for themselves. That's Proverbs 31.8. Your voice is so powerful. It can be used for good or for evil. I want to encourage you to think intentionally about how you will use your voice. Be strategic with it. God has given you this gift. Steward this gift by building up the church and bringing glory to our Father. Don't waste it. Well, that's it for Episode 7. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. And I pray that the message stirs your spirit to start using your voice as a divine mouthpiece. I have next week's show already lined out. 
and ready to record so you don't have to worry like you would. You can find all the past episodes at our website, RenewedMindsets.com, as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're on the webpage, write a review, or better yet, click on the microphone in the bottom right corner and leave a voice message. I just may play it on a future installment. And if you found something of value in these episodes, do me a favor and forward the link to someone you know that might like it. I would really appreciate that. Until next Wednesday, I'm Rick. I love you. See ya. The music for Renewed Mindset's podcast intro and outro is Are You Ready by Floodgate from the album Are You Ready? Copyright 2002, Offbeat Ministries Incorporated, and is available on Apple Music and iTunes. Music used with permission. And now, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy from Rick Uhas. Maybe in order to understand mankind, we have to look at the word itself, mankind. Basically, it's made up of two separate words, mank and eind. What do these words mean? It's a mystery. And that's why so is mankind. <laughs>
The executive producer of Renewed Mindsets is Yelena McClellan. We have two openings for other producers. Visit us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash renewed mindsets for more information.